difficult people. You know, I would be a perfect person emotionally if it weren't for difficult people. Today for a look at what the Bible says about dealing with those difficult people in your life. We're studying the impact that difficult people have on our emotional outrage in life. Listen, I would be a emotionally if it weren't for difficult people, wouldn't you? I happen to believe that God put difficult people in our lives, not to bring out the worst in us, but to bring out the best in us. Actually, God put difficult people to bring out the Jesus in us. If God knows that you need to develop the muscle of unconditional love, he just might send an unlovable person your way. If God knows that you need to develop the muscle, he might send some discouraging people your way. If God knows that you need to grow in your ability to lovingly confront, he might send some intimidating people your way. Just as lifting weights and exercise strengthens our physical muscles, difficult people strengthen our ability to love. If God were to get rid of all the difficult people in the world, all of us perfect people would be mighty lonely, wouldn't we? We all want a lot of difficult people. But when you stop and think about it, how many great men and women of God in the Bible had to deal with difficult and contentious people? Moses had Pharaoh, Esther had Haman, had Saul, and John the Baptist had Herod. Even Jesus had Judas. Jesus also had Peter, who was impetuous, rough, and bold. Jesus also had Matthew, a tax collector people the wrong way. Jesus also had Thomas, a young man who had such difficulty believing. So I guess it's fair to say that if Jesus didn't escape difficult people, neither will you. I believe that if God wants to bring out the very best in us, he'll send a difficult person our way. Always remember this, my friends, you are the difficult person that God has sent to bring out the best in somebody else. That'll cause you to be quiet pretty quickly, won't it? Now, countless studies have been done concerning actually what causes us to like someone or to connect with someone or to want to be friends with somebody. All of these causes that cause us to want to connect with another human being. There's IQ, there are physical features, there's their talents or gifts, there's their personality type. The number one factor that determines whether or not like another person is whether or not they like you. If they like you, you're going to like them. And I want to tell you something that humbles me, that even shames me. God challenges me to love the unlovable. God challenges me to care for somebody who spits in my eye. God challenges me to talk kindly about someone who has ruined my reputation with their God calls me to be like him. And God loves me when I am at my worst. 
So I should love others when they are at their most miserable and their worst. This is chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 tell us. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice as a fragrant aroma. When you walk in love, like Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 encourages you to do so, when you walk in love and choose to be kind rather than to throw an emotional tantrum, you're saying, I will act I dad. I'm a beloved child, so I will act like him. I have the family gene that enables me to love difficult people. It's what Christians do. We love difficult Now, these verses in Ephesians 5 tells us that when we act like that, it's an offering to God. It's a sacrifice of the most beautiful kind. When you imitate God and love your husband and smile at your ornament and listen to your loquacious sister, you smell good. You're a fragrant aroma in the nostrils of God. You no longer smell like verbal vomit when you walk in love. Your dad. The challenge comes when one of these difficult people that we're called to love is part of our daily life. The man that you married may be very difficult or the wife that you married. You might say, you know, difficult every day or every week, but every now and then my spouse can just get on my very last nerve. What does the Bible have to say about that? The Bible calls you to love them, to walk in love. Jesus would do. You might be thinking about the woman at work who talks too much. She's lazy and snaps her gum. And you don't know if you can take one day of being in the same office with her. What does the Bible have to say about that? The Bible says unconditionally because it's what Jesus would do. What about your sister who whines and makes you feel like a failure all the time? What does the Bible have to say about her? The Bible calls you to love her unconditionally assertively because it's what Jesus would do. You know, you can't fix people. I've tried to fix people. Have you tried to fix people? It's just not possible. Only God can touch the deepest part of a person's soul. You might think, well, if I say this or manipulate that or control this or lecture that or flatter or withdraw, if I do one of those things, I will get the behavior that I desire out of this difficult person. Let me remind you, you touch the deepest part of a person. Only God can do that. Prayer is the closest we come to being able to fix people. And the most direct way to another person, really to them, it's talking to Jesus about them. See, between you and the deepest part of your difficult person stands Jesus. So talk to Jesus about the difficult person. If you've ever taken driver's education, you learn how to reduce accidents. They teach you some habits, some principles in driving that you can put into your own daily driving habits. 
reduce accidents. Now, one way you can reduce driving accidents is this way, to keep a distance between your car and other cars. My dad always used to say, keep one car length for every 10 miles per hour that you're driving. 50 miles an hour, you should keep five car lengths between you and the person in front of you. Well, in spiritual education, always keep Jesus and a vibrant prayer life between you and people around you, because that is the space where God can flow and make a difference. And it will certainly reduce the people accidents in your life. But I say to you, love and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5, 44. Respond with love and with prayer, not with emotion to the difficult people in your life, because that is who God called you to be. That is the person who God has called you to be. When you respond to a difficult person with love and with prayer, you are becoming the very best version of self. You become whirling dervish who uses his or her words to jab, to hurt, and control. You want to be Jesus to the difficult people in your lives. You know, I am a mother with five grown children. One way I also counsel other parents who have adult children is I say this, my adult children can run away from my words, but they can never run away from my prayers. So my goal with children is to talk less and to pray more. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice and be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also. Well, as I said, difficult relationships can either bring out the worst in you or the best in you. Difficult relationships don't create your spirit. They reveal your spirit. Difficult relationships can give the devil a foothold, not being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, often in evangelical and charismatic circles, we talk about grieving the Holy Spirit. We talk about it in a church service and the way worship went, whether it was too loud or too soft or they didn't. We, we talk about it in connection with tithing. If you tithe or you don't tithe, you might be accused of grieving the Holy Spirit. But this verse that talks about grieving the Holy Spirit is in the context of how we treat others. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Malice, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. If you want to make sure that the Holy Spirit is pleased with your life, will be very aware of how you treat the difficult people in your life. You will pray for them and assertively love them.